Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. And Today, our guest is going to share about how she became the sole breadwinner after her husband's diagnosis of two chronic blood diseases and lupus. So she's going to talk about how she's juggling chemotherapy every six months and the family life too with her kids and how she manages to take them to Taekwondo, like just little things like that, right? And in her business, our guest is the founder and owner of the Freedom Ad Agency, which helps coaches scale their businesses to freedom, hence the name, through Facebook and Instagram ads. So welcome, Alex Ramirez. I am so glad you're here. I'm excited to be here and talk all the things um, and and give you guys some insight on how I do what I do. <laughs> yeah, I am. Let's just dive in. Like you just take control. Tell us about your journey. Tell us what led you up. Like, I like to kind of go like stage by stage. So if you can kind of take us through the chain of events that led you up to where you're at right now would be amazing. Yeah. So basically my husband and I were married, your we high school sweethearts got married at 18 years old. Um, that's often not seen and we're now in our thirties. <laughs> so we made it. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah, congratulations. So, thank you. It's been a lot of work. Uh, but yeah, so we got married really early because he wasn't joining the mil- He was joining the air force. Um, and we ended up having, uh, two children, but when I was, uh, gosh, I was think I was six months, seven months pregnant with my daughter. Um, and that's our youngest. And when my husband ended up, he was working out one time and he used to work for, um, he was a rigger in the Air Force, which meant like he rigged like uh, parachutes and all those types of things for special forces um, and all those different things. And he's, he, he was amazing at his job and people even still to this day ask him, even though he's been out of the Air Force for many years. And, but, so he got his first blood clot around, I think we were 23 years old. 23 years old? 23, yes. And the military ended up messing up his whole entire body because they misdiagnosed him. And it was, it's it's a whole story there that I shouldn't even get into because that's just way too much for people to handle. But uh, fast forward a little bit, 
Um, we figured out that he was going to get medically retired out of the Air Force. And during that time, I was like, uh-oh, like, I got to figure my stuff out. And actually, at the time, I was actually a beach body coach. I was an MLM. Um, and no hate to the MLM network marketing people, but it's just not for me. It just didn't work out for me. And But well, the cool thing was is I started as a virtual assistant for beach body coaches, you know, for the top 1% type of coaches in the industry. And I was doing small little things, you know, like graphics for their posts and scheduling their posts, you know, uh, doing all those different things. So I started as a virtual assistant. I eventually, um, and if anybody has been in the business for a long time, uh, you would know about Periscope. I actually started a little bit on Periscope. <laughs> And that's where I was like really, and that's when I first started to get like actual, um, I, don't, I don't like to say actual, but I started getting uh, business owners that were like business coaches and, uh, you know, intimacy coaches, relationship coaches, those types of things. Um, and I, you know, I loved working with them. And as a virtual assistant, you tend to do kind of everything <laughs> for some clients. And I eventually got me to start creating websites, creating sales funnels. And then when you start to do sales funnels and those things, clients tend to want ads for those things. And so then I started to learning about Facebook ads. And that's been a kind of my expertise in like something that makes me feel challenged all the time. Because it, as anybody knows, Facebook ads and Instagram ads change all the time. Um, and marketing also changes all the time. And I love to be able to go and think about what the consumer is actually wanting. And because I, I like to just figure out that challenge and really thinking about those different things. But yeah, and then I started my um, my Done For You advertising agency, which I own right now, which is the Freedom Out Agency, back in 2020, the beginning of 2020, um, before <laughs> the whole pandemic happened. Um, but no, but it's been amazing ever since, and we've gotten amazing clients' results. And yeah, that's kind of been our journey. But along the way, um, after the Air Force, my husband ended up getting diagnosed with two blood disorders along with lupus, which basically what this diagnosis is, is that it causes blood clots all around his body. So he has some in his, he actually has one in his heart. Um, he has a few in his arms. Um, I would say any appendage of any kind, he's got like a, a blood clot of some kind in it. Oh my um, yeah. I mean, even, what was it, two or three weeks ago, he was in the hospital and they actually almost basically killed him. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story too. But I eventually, we were able to get him out of there <laughs> pretty quickly. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just kind yeah. of in, sh I'm yeah. in shock right now that that... So I, I have so many thoughts and questions. So the, the first is just a comment. I was also a virtual assistant when I got started and you're right. Like you start and you're just kind of doing everything like for your own business and for clients' businesses too. So it's very easy to learn how to do pretty much everything, right? When did yeah, you start? I loved. I, I yeah. loved being able to like figure out, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? And and, and, and just learning all the time yeah. through experience, I feel like is the best way that I learn things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I said, if I could be like, in college forever, like learning forever, but not have to take tests, that would be the dream for me. And I feel like I found that. <laughs> like, yeah, in the I online. have testing anxiety. So testing is not, <laughs> you, you could test me on Facebook ads and I would still fail. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
I totally understand that. I'm a horrible test taker as well. But um, when did you say you started that? How many years ago was that? Um, so when I started as a virtual assistant, I think it was back in 2016, if I remember correctly. You when I, I started, started before around the then, <laughs> I started kind of a little bit before then with like the Beachbody coaches, but I didn't officially make it into like a business business. I was like more of like a side hustle before then um, until 2016 is when I made it official. Yeah, I feel like people who have been in this world for a long time, like you and I, were kind of like, this is going to sound awful, but like the grandmas of the industry in a way. <laughs> Like, I feel like everybody kind of started their business in 2020 when the pandemic hit, or maybe that's just what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But it's always really great to connect to somebody who's been doing this for a while as well. Now, I want to hear a little bit, if you don't mind sharing, about how how life is with managing your kids too. Like, is your husband able to help with things around the house? Does it kind of all fall on your shoulders? Like, what does that really look like? It definitely doesn't fall all on my shoulders. And I actually, he's one of the best stay at home dads you could ever ask a husband to be. Um, And I love him to death for it. I would say the times where I, like it falls on my shoulders is definitely now. (laughs) Um, And it's when, so he actually does chemo every six months. And he's on his ninth round currently. He does one bag per week uh, for four weeks. So it's like a full month. Um, And so he just had his first bag of the ninth round this week. So yeah, it's it's definitely riding on my shoulders currently and I'm not used to it. And it's every six months where I'm like, just come back. Like, can you just stop doing chemo, please? Because <laughs> um, he does the groceries. He does, like he does grocery shopping. He, you know, does carpooling with the kids. He does, he does a lot of those things and I, I, I love him for it. Um, and I'm definitely, we definitely kind of like switched roles. <laughs> Um, when, when he got out of the air force and, and, but it's been amazing and he's good at, at it. He's great at being a stay at home dad. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely right on my shoulders currently and I cannot wait for him to be done. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it kind of like goes through phases or like seasons in your year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like there's some, and my team kind of knows about that and they're kind of like, and I usually have to inform them of being, okay, hey, guys, my husband's going through chemo, like, next month, so you prepare for that. And even, like, yesterday we had um, a call, and my husband was vomiting, and I totally forgot about the call, and I was taking care of him, I was taking care of the kids, and I totally forgot about the call with the client, and so they were, like, and also they couldn't get a hold of me either, and they were very concerned, and I was like, don't worry. I'm sorry. It's just I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have my cell phone. I was taking care of vomit. I was taking care of kids. I just don't know what I was doing. We were able to reschedule it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's definitely an up and down roller coaster some days. But other days, I'm able to like figure it out and and work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And it's also amazing that you have that flexibility with your schedule, and you're not like somebody who's working in a job where you can't just like leave. <laughs> oh, right? I know, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing now, nowadays that most people tend to have like a remote job, I feel like, especially in the corporate type of world, which I think is amazing. But yeah, definitely for the other jobs that like don't necessarily, you have to be there, you know, retail like I used to or anything along those lines, it wouldn't be possible at all for me. Yeah. Did that for, I worked retail for like six years, seven years. I don't even remember, but yeah, that's, it's literally impossible to get any time in retail. 
But um, I would love to know. So when did your husband end up leaving the Air Force? I don't know if you mentioned that or not. So when did you like really step into that sole breadwinner? Role? Oh, gosh, that was probably I mean, he, he, I'm not I wouldn't say like I'm the complete soul. I mean, I do make a lot of the, the money in the business. Uh, I mean, not in the business, in the in our uh, relationship, I guess you can say. Um, but I mean, if I wanted to leave the business, I mean, I guess it's kind of possible that we can work out our bills um, with his medical retirement. But I mean, then we don't have, then we're living paycheck to paycheck type of situation. And so my money is like really the income that comes in for my business is really to do the things that our lifestyle wants to have, you know, being able to go on vacations, you know, being able to build a pool in the back or, you know, get solar panels on the house or, you know, things like that of like our everyday lifestyle that we want to hold on to. Um, definitely that's part of my business. But um, that started, gosh, I mean, probably moved to Arizona, which was in 2018, 17 or 18. Okay. Well, so yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while. So, it's been a good yeah. amount of time of figuring my shit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of leads me into my next question of what, what was coming up for you as you were making this transition? If you can remember like the mindset gunk that was likely coming up, like were there, and was there anything that you remember specifically that you had to work through? I mean, that's a constant thing. It's not even just I mean, I could see it now. I'm in 2022. I've been in business for how long? I don't even know the math on it. But for many years to the point where I, I mean, it's a, it's, it's like being a mom, you know, like people tend to look at other, like the Pinterest moms out there and they're like, I can't wait to be like her. But no, the Pinterest mom is just, is struggling just as much as you are. And, um, but yeah, it's the same thing with business in, in terms of that. And I, I, and I have my moments of being able to be like, yes, I have full clarity. I know, I know what I want. I know I'm going to create it. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I seriously have no idea what the heck I'm doing. And it, it's just how you navigate those situations and how you're going to figure that out. And sometimes you just have to take the leap of faith uh, within yourself um, to be able to go, you know what, even if this doesn't work out all well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick myself back up in any situation. I know that about myself of, you know, I've had many instances where, um, here, I'll give you guys a little bit of sappy story for a second. Yeah, go for <laughs> um, it. This, this kind of shows you how shitty my life is sometimes, but, um, but I get my ass back up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, not too sappy. But um, a few years ago, back in, oh, God, when, uh, my brother committed suicide back in, I think it was like 2018, 2019. And um, during that period of time, I ended up hiring someone onto, the onto my team. They ended up messing a lot of my client work. And I ended up having to, uh, five clients ended up not wanting to work with me any, any longer because of it. And so, yeah, like that was a period of time in my life and also my business where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick myself back up and I'm going to figure this out because I have to. I have no other 
avenue here. I have no other plan B other than to get my ass up and figure it out because I have to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely resonate with that so much. I'm first of all, so sorry to hear about your brother. I can't even, can't even imagine. So I really empathize with you there, but um, yeah, I mean, as entrepreneurs, it's kind of what we have to do. Like some days when we don't want to get up and do the work, we still have to do it. You know, like if we make a bad hire and they get rid of five of our clients, guess what? We're going to make a better hire next time. Right. We're always yeah. going to learn. We, from that we know the lesson now of like, yep. we can't, cause I mean, I hired her because I was in a pinch right. and I, and I, needed to go to the funeral. I needed to go do things with my family and take care of my family. And I need to do all those things. But again, I, every situation where something has made a mistake and there's going to be failures in your business, no matter what. And I've noticed that. And, and it, if you show me anybody that hasn't had any failures in your, in their business, I'm going to show you a complete liar, mm -hmm. complete liar, because it happens. It's going to happen that you're going to have failures. You're going to have clients that are going to ask for refunds. You're going to have clients who are going to say that your your program or whatever your service is stupid and it's horrible. You're, you know, you're gonna ha deal with these situations in life and in business. And it's just a matter of what are you going to do and what lesson are you going to learn from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about just learning learning like every single day, every single day. It's like learning something new. So I, I love that you mentioned that. I do want to dive um, just for the next couple of minutes into the marketing side of things, which I normally don't do this, but I think it's going to be helpful. For people. Well, <laughs> realistically, by the time this episode comes out, something may have changed. <laughs> so you never know. Maybe take that with a grain of salt. But um, if you don't mind sharing, I would love for you to just kind of give your advice for people who maybe potentially wanting to start using ads to market their business? Like, is there anything that's working right now that people should keep in mind if that's the route they want to go down? Yeah, and to be honest with you, like this tip that I'm going to give is definitely something that I feel like is not going to change ever. Good. Um, so if anybody remembers, and I'm sure Stephanie can attest to this, back in uh, when, we, when we were the, the youngins. When we were youngins. We... That you could have Facebook ads um, that looked really crappy. The you could have audiences that you were testing that didn't really matter. You could um, have the ugliest landing page, and you could have an automated webinar that didn't didn't make any sense. And that person, whoever had all of that, would end up spending a thousand dollars and made you know, a hundred thousand. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? So basically being able to not spend a whole bunch of money in ad spend, but still making a good amount of sales. However, we're in 2022. So it's a complete different marketing nowadays because more people are doing advertising, especially in the small business world, because it's become a lot easier for people to advertise on Facebook and Instagram on social media in general. But also um, with the new technical changes as far as privacy laws and all these different things, things have changed. So what's go what is working right now, though, for many of my clients is you have to think about your marketing from the consumer's perspective. Bottom line. And think about what would you want. 
what would you want to see in an ad that's going to make you go, yes, I fucking need this and I'm going to sign up to this or the purchase or whatever it is, right? So you have to always think about it from a consumer's perspective. So let me give you a quick example. So um, if, let's say, Stephanie, let's say you were, you signed up to two different webinars. And I, I mean webinars, I mean quoting this, quote unquote, because some of them are definitely webinars and then some of them are like trainings or workshops, whatever the heck you want to call them, right? But some type of like one event situation, free event. So you were a part of two of these. You signed up to two of them, once, you know, different times, whatever. You go to one, you watch it, and this person is, is going through their life story. They're talking about, you're in the right place if, blah, 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 and um, giving you the three secrets to whatever. You know, everybody has done these types of webinars, right? We're kind of taught this at this point, that this is the way to go, right? Most likely, you've seen way too many of these, Stephanie, and you're not going to purchase, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even watch them anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm totally honest. Yeah. However, however, let's say the second one that you went to was more of a workshop feel, and it's still free. So, because some people tend to think that, like, if you create a workshop, it has to be a paid one, which is you don't have to. Um, but let's say it's more of a workshop feel, which basically means is that you're creating ex that the the person who's hosting this is creating an experience for you of what it's like to work with her or him, whatever, right? And what that could look like is, you know, let's say they asked you questions that allowed you to audit your. Instagram, for example, like, you know, you, you were able to figure out that your engagement super low. You were able to figure out that, um, you know, the, her particular strategy on how she does her social, her Instagram, you know, postings um, and like where she mo mostly posted and, and did she do carousels? Does she do quotes? Does she do blah, 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 right? So if, if it was more like a workshop feel, and you got to experience what it's like to work with this person and you liked the vibe of this person and the fact that like the experience allowed you to believe that like she was a person that you wanted to work with, then you're going to most likely purchase that program or whatever this person's offering. So I usually recommend nowadays, especially like we cannot do the normal, like the, sorry, the normal, the, the past ways of marketing. It's gone. It's forever gone. It's no longer working unless you're like Amy Porterfield, for example, which like everybody kind of knows who she is. We're not Amy Porterfield, so we can't do the same things that she does. Can't. Impossible. So we have to do it from a perspective of the consumer and how this consumer is going to want to buy from us. And that's normally just by creating that experience and creating that engagement with that person to be able to go, do you want to work with me? Yes or no? And they go, yes. And they go, no. <laughs> you know, those types of things. And it's a very black and white decision. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes so much sense. I'm, I'm definitely in the, um, in the, in, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I prefer connecting with people and treating them like actual people. Like, and I feel yeah. like, like, I think it's a very simple thing. Like, for example, when somebody joins my free community, I'll send, I'll personally send them a DM and say, hey, how are you? How are things going for you? Are you enjoying your time in this community? Like, 
And I truly want to know because I want to have a conversation with them, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think when people can understand that there is another human on this end of it and not just chasing after the dollar bills, that's really what you're saying. That's when the difference happens, right? Like that's when changes are made. That's when people yeah. actually buy from you too. Shocking, right? Yeah. I mean, and then that's what we're coming into, especially after the pandemic. I understand that the the regular business owner wants to have a more automated marketing strategy, but the consumer wants that connection with you. So if you can create an automated strategy of some type that still creates that experience and connection for the consumer, that is your winner. That's what's going to make the win as far as the sale and the conversion is going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. That, that's the bottom line when it comes to marketing, especially in 2022, because the old ways are gone. Yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that. I, I automate a lot of things in my business. Um, and I also personally use, I don't know if you use many chat at all, but I love using many chat for some things, not everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff on there. And then the fact that they just brought in Instagram was a cool, yes. a cool addition to that. It's very helpful because it saves me a lot of time. And also, like you said, like let you build that relationship with that person. So um, yeah, this has been great. I'm so glad that you shared that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Is there anything that you want to share before we wrap up for somebody who may be going through a tough time right now? Maybe they are stepping into that role of being that sole breadwinner. Do you have any tips for somebody? I know you said before that you're just going to pick yourself up and do it again, but say somebody's like actually struggling with this and they don't know if this is the right... um, like the right step for them to take. Do you have any advice or tips? Yeah. I mean, the biggest advice that I could give people, especially, and and this goes beyond even just business, um, but in life as well too. I've, I've dealt with depression and anxiety for a very long time. Um, I mean, I used to be a thumb sucker until I was like 16 years old. <laughs> um, so that's how I dealt with my anxiety. But um, the biggest advice that I can give people in business and in your life is allow yourself to not be okay and to struggle. Take a moment to feel into your feelings. I feel like we're so quick nowadays to want to quickly get up or want to quickly get over these emotions. And in doing so, all we're doing is brushing it under the rug. And that's a big problem. And so if you're struggling in business or if you're struggling in your life, whatever it is, allow yourself to feel those feelings, cry it the hell out, <laughs> you know, and, and or, or like talk yourself through it. And but really just allow yourself to feel the feelings that you have, because then you can eventually let go of it a lot easier. And, and but yeah, try not to quickly get into things because then you start making decisions that are not going to work out for you. Because there's many times in my business where I've done that, where I'm like full of anxiety. Like, I'm not making money right now. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Let me write an email. Let me like do a hundred posts today. Let me do this, this, and this. And I'm like, and then I put myself more into anxiety and I burn myself out. So it's just too much. So instead, allow yourself to feel the feelings, gain clarity behind what you want in your business and in your life, and then and then go do it, take care of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big believer of crying in the shower. I love to cry in the shower because I feel like 
if I don't necessarily want to be crying, but I know that I need to be crying, like a shower is a great place to do that because it it kind of blocks everything. <laughs> now I'm also some people tend to do that I don't like that I never have done is like purposefully cry if that makes sense. I'm. Yeah, so I mean, well, like they forcing I, I themselves know. to cry. Yeah, like forcing themselves to cry, um, but d you don't. If, if it's not there, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never done that. Like, just, just make sure that's that's something that you guys do too. Is that you know, feel the feelings, but don't push the feelings. If it's not pressured there, then it's not that big of a deal. Right. Exactly. There, the feeling comes up because you have energy in your body that needs to be released. Like that. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. So yeah, it's so important to release that. Now I just cry all over the place. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't only do it in the shower anymore, but that took me a while to get to that point with being okay with releasing those emotions too. So I know that some people aren't okay with it, but. I'm okay. definitely not one. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. And so yeah. the emotion there is, doesn't want to be there, but I mean, I, I, I at least allow myself to think my horrible negative thoughts for a second. And then I go, okay, that was stupid. Like you shouldn't be thinking that. And then, and then I go, okay, whew, all right. I thought, I thought about those things. They're not true. So I need to move on. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, first step is recognizing it, right? So it sounds like, sounds like you've done that really well. So that's yeah. amazing. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your story to make other people who may be going through the same thing feel less alone. So I appreciate you being here and also sharing your marketing tips. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to connect with you, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, yeah, so two places I would say I'm more engaged and I need to get better at um, <laughs> some of them. Um, but so YouTube is something I'm getting back into. So you can look up um, Alexandra Ramirez and then probably look up like Facebook ads or something and you'll be able to find me. Another place too is Instagram, which is the Alexandra Ramirez is my uh, username on there. But other than that, like that's the, that's the main places where I'm at. And we'll link to all those in the show notes for easy access as well as usual. So thank you again for being here. This was so great talking with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.